our final episode of the year 2021 here on Getting There with Gaz. We told you following our Brian Sinkoff interview that the final few episodes of the year are going to be a little bit different. We just had our Christmas show you can go back and listen to. And now our best of 2021. Now, we didn't go back and listen to past interviews and chop them up and give the best answers. We wanted to make sure because we love how important it is for career journeys and stories for you to go back and listen to those episodes. It's evergreen content, whether it's December to November to February to August. That stuff, previous episodes, still as good as it is whenever you listen to it. Instead, my pal Ryan McCarthy from No Credentials Required joins me in this episode to talk about the top five biggest stories in sports in 2021 on the national level and the biggest stories in the capital region, the top five stories there. So a little best of 2021 stories of the year. Our guy, Ryan McCarthy, co-hosting on this episode. No credentials required. If you enjoy him, make sure to give him some love. Spotify, review, Apple download, subscribe to No Credentials Required, and more. And you know what, Ryan? Why don't you tell us about our good friends over at Mohawk Honda? The current supply and demand challenges within the auto industry makes this a perfect time for you to get top dollar for your vehicle. Right now at Mohawk Honda, you can take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer. They will put cash in your hand for your vehicle the same day you come in, even if you don't buy from them. That's a pretty sweet deal, especially for all those recent college grads or students in need of a new ride or some extra cash. Mohawk Honda has consistently kept their lot fully stocked with hundreds of pre-owned vehicles. Their large inventory makes shopping fun as you browse through the many makes and models to choose from. You can also check out their full selection online at mohawkhonda.com. Stop in and say hi to Greg Johnson, the assistant general manager, Jake Hot Sauce Doyle, Louis the VIP man, Morales, or other or one of the many helpful sales consultants here at Mohawk Honda. That includes my guy, Evan Easy, Evan Zuelan. He helped me get into the 2016 Honda HRV, which I currently own. There's a vast selection of Honda certified pre-owned vehicles, so now is the time to take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer Mohawk Honda in Glenville, where they always go out of their way to please you. All right, so I'm going to bring in my special guest for this episode of No Credentials Required. He's been on the podcast before, but I'm pretty certain he has never asked Bill Belichick what his New Year resolutions are. We're going to bring in Tom Gazlowski. He is the CEO, CFO, and COO of Gazilla Media. Gaz, what's going on, buddy? I have never done that. Thank you for having me, as always. I've never asked Bill Belichick that question. She is the hero we needed this holiday season, right? Not all heroes wear capes. Not heroes wear capes. And My that goodness, to have those type of stones, although she's a woman, to have those types of stones to do that to Coach Belichick is incredible. Good for her. Good for her, but I don't think she's ever going to be in a press conference ever again with the New England Patriots. <laughs> I don't think so either. Those are revoked. All right, so if you follow us, if you follow No Credentials Acquired on Twitter today, I said that we were going to go over the top five news, national sports stories and capital region sports stories for the year 2021. We are only five days away from January 1, day one, as they call it, uh, or if you're a WWE pay-per-view, it's, day, it's also called day one. But anyway, let's get into, guys, we're going to talk about the... Let's first talk about the top five national sports stories of 2021. I'm going from ascending order. I'm sorry, descending order, not ascending order. So we're going to start with number one that I felt was the top story, sports story nationally in 2021. 
And that was sports returning to normal-ish with fans back in the stands. And we had the year 2020. Uh, it was known for silence in the stands. Or if you are uh, if you played the NFL or the NHL, it was canned video game crowd noise. Guys, was it awesome to see fans back in the stands in 2021 or what? Yes, absolutely. And I think it's even more in the college game in particular, like college yes, football, absolutely. right? Like the passion, like games at the big house and the Rose Bowl and the horseshoe. Shout out to our guy, J.D. Davis, right? The horseshoe, the big Ohio JD. State fan that he is, right? Like those <laughs> packed arenas. You could tell the fans cared about it more. It felt yes. like there were a lot more storming of the fields and the courts this season in particular of we're just so happy we're back and doing this. So I didn't know where you were going to go with number one. But as of right now, before looking at this entire list, I think number one's a pretty good spot where sports felt like sports again with those yeah. fans back cheering on their favorite teams. Did you, uh, Speaking of fans, did you see what happened yesterday at the Patriots game where uh, Stefan was a Stefan Diggs was after his touchdown, he just points at every single one of, of the uh, Patriots fans booing him. And he's just like you and you and you and you and you <laughs> screw you guys. <laughs> Very good. Well, you say screw up. you guys, but you know, right. you know what he said. <laughs> The holiday season, you kept it very good right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, and that's cool part about it, too. Like the interaction between yeah. the fan the interaction bases, between the back fans and forth. And, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was my biggest thing. That was my biggest thing about sports in 2021. Just see fans. I mean, I mean, it started with, I would say it started with the NHL. I mean, I, I could be wrong because I know the NBA was also kind of in season. Uh, but the NHL started to gradually bring in fans. NBA kind of started to do it too, uh, but, but especially in you know, in places like Florida and Carolina. I mean, back in the playoffs, they had fans back in the stands in Carolina and Nashville. It, it they, I think they were only packed to fifty percent, but it, it just sounded like a full house, either in Carolina or Nashville, and it was just so great to see. Meanwhile, up in Canada, nobody's still around. <laughs> nobody's still allowed in. Uh, during that time, anyway, I know they loosened up the rules back in uh, when we came closer to the uh, Stanley Cup final. But it was just so, it was so great seeing fans back in the stands because I don't know. I know I've, I've mentioned this before, and I'll say it to I'm blue in the face. I hate canned crowd noise, and it just you know, it feels like a video game. And they play the crowd crowd cheering at the wrong time. So, but just to see fans back in the stands and see just. Again, the fan interaction with with the with the athlete uh, that, was my, that was my number one news item for the year. Just seeing fans in the stands, and I don't know if you remember, guys, back in back in February during Super Bowl, uh, I don't remember, know if you remember seeing a tweet from Robert Griffin Jr. No. Where, okay, so Robert Griffin, or, or, sorry, Robert Griffin the third, RG three, was apoplectic. Because he says, oh, the Raymond James Stadium has so many fans. Meanwhile, they're only limited to, what, 30, like, what, 22, 5, 22, something like that. Something like, like a quarter capacity for what, for Super Bowl. And he, he was seeing more fans in the stands. He's like, oh, I'm so, I'm so mad. Why are there so many fans in the stands? This is a pandemic, blah, blah, blah. There were cardboard cutouts. <laughs> and he got rolled, rolled for that. That's before. That's when fans were starting to get back into, into the stands. With the Super Bowl went pretty well. National championship went pretty well. Um, as far as I know, we haven't had many 
many uh, major outbreaks in stadiums or arenas, thankfully, you know, with the, uh, with the pandemic kind of still going on, but, but yeah, I mean, it was just, it's just fun to see fans back in the stands again. It's amazing to think about RG3 getting crushed because he's like one of the innovators of Twitter for athletes. He's had this for like a decade plus yeah. now, and he's great for the college football games. As a broadcaster, yes. he's so smooth. He's funny. He's articulate. He's uh, Tony Romo college football might be too high of praise for him this fast, but he had a great year broadcast. I don't know if he's ever going to go back and play again. He doesn't have to because he's that good. No. And it's amazing that he blew that back in February of how bad a tweet that was. I was like, uh, those are cardboard cuts, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go on my next number two news item of 2021, National Sports Story 2021. Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl without Bill Belichick. Now, guys, for you being a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, for whatever reason, I'm not, I mean, I mean I've kind of cracked the code as to your <laughs> fandom, but I mean, for you, it had to be one of the best moments of your sports fandom. Uh, seeing Tom Brady, Tom Brady come to the Patriots first of all, and then win a Super Bowl at Rainy and James Stadium it was the first time a home team ever hosted and won a Super Bowl. Period. So, I mean, was this is this is this when kind of cement, not like finally cement and basically make Tom uh, Tom Brady's uh, Tom Brady's legacy basically unbreakable. Uh, bias the side. Uh, this is a great. This is a great number two because it is. We're talking about legacies. We're talking about all-time sports. We're gonna remember this moment here for 2021. Five years from now, ten years from now, when you're making these end-of-year lists, I think that's one of the things you have to do. Is you have to talk about legacy of. Will you remember that year, that moment, that play from those X amount of years past? And you will always remember Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer in their mm. home stadium in Raymond James Stadium. Everything else. So yeah, as a Buccaneer fan. I like how you kind of set this up a little bit because it was like, it wasn't an amazing that Brady was a buck. Yes. There were moments where I like still wasn't over it until he actually was on the field. And they're like, wait, right. Rob Gronkowski's on the Bucks? What? Yeah. Wait, Antonio comes, and ding, ding, ding dong, Leonard Fournette. Here comes Leonard Fournette cut from the, from the Jaguars. Now he's a Buccaneer. There you go. Antonio Brown Antonio and everybody Brown. else. Like it's yep. just constant. And then when you think about the playoffs, I'm going to do this one more time in 2021. I'd like to remind everybody I had Chiefs Buccaneers preseason. I had to cash that ticket right here down the street at Rivers Casino back in August <laughs> of 2020. Cashing it in February 2021 is a beautiful day. But the Buccaneers winning that Super Bowl, look at the draw. They played arguably one of the worst teams all time in playoff history. And then Washington football team that was below 500 out of the NFC East. And they, Washington almost beat them. That's exactly right. That's a Taylor yeah. Hockey game. Yep. Uh, the yeah. New Orleans Saints, they play for a third time after the Saints beat them twice in the regular season. Third time was in the favor of the Bucks, And they played the Packer team in the NFC title game that they beat by three touchdowns in the regular season. And it shocked some people that they beat them again, but it really wasn't that close of a game. Tampa had the advantage. And then they rushed Kansas City in the Super Bowl, and that was it. So, yeah, Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick, even though I'm a Bucks fan, even though it was a really cool moment. The first time they won, I was a teenager. Was I a teenager? Yeah, 13. And then... You could see if you know the Syracuse stuff behind me in a three month span. Syracuse and Tampa both won championships, and now I get to be a father. I don't see a thing at all, <laughs> <laughs> and now getting to do it as a father, as a husband. Mm. It was really cool to have, it, even though you know my son probably won't remember it. But I got pictures that he'll be decked out in Buccaneer gear his first year on Earth, watching that first Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. 
Did you speaking of Buccaneers? Did you happen to see there was a tweet from Mike Fiorio of Pro Football Talk? It was it came out last Sunday. It said it has a has a gif of Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining. It says the NFC Championship will be played on January thirtieth. Keep that in mind, Buccaneers. That had to be one of the dumbest tweets I've ever seen because I don't know if you remember, guys. It was January twenty fourth this year that the NFC Championship happened, and it was in Green Bay. And the Buccaneers happen to win. I'll I'll show you the I'll show you the actual tweet. It's yeah, just, I don't get the January thirtieth reference. I'm trying to think of it now. Like, is it because of I don't I really don't know. I know the Buccaneers' first Super Bowl they won in January. The second one they won in February. Oh man, I really don't know that reference. All right, so here you go. That's the tweet. Is it just because it's cold? Like Tom Brady played because in New cold. England. Who cares? Like you know, he played through a bunch of games in the cold. I think he's trying to make a comparison that I think he's trying to say that the Buccaneers still can't win in cold weather, but uh, that was a tired take like 20 years ago. What are they supposed to do? Like New Orleans plays indoors. Atlanta plays indoors. Carolina's in Carolina. Like that, that was a huge thing for like the late nineties and early two thousands. So like, that's a very Brett Favre Packer era tweet. Cause they really like, I remember when Chris Burmese used to talk about on primetime, like, that was yeah. a thing for a really long time, but not yeah, anymore. The Buccaneers can't Buccaneers can't win in games on where the temperature at kickoff is under thirty two degrees. It's like, no, this is just a stupid tweet, and it's just old take. Like, come back to the come back to the twenty twenty twenties, buddy. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so such a weird tweet. All right, so my number three national news story for twenty twenty one was actually part of the summer games in Tokyo. Uh, the, the, the summer games were put off until this summer, played in front of no crowd because Japan had a state of emergency with COVID, blah, blah, blah. But I had USA basketball, men's basketball team loses their first game and then comes all the way back to win a gold medal because I just, it's a significant story because, I mean, USA basketball, men's basketball especially, we are, we're a juggernaut when it comes to Olympic basketball. And I had noted in an episode of it was either around for the weekend or happy hour. I can't remember which one during the summer when I did a live show, but I said, I, I think it's just the, the, they got to step it up. I, I thought, I thought that we, we need some changes with, with the way USA basketball did things instead of NBA players. We're going to, we should use uh, guys who are going, who basketball players who have kind of used their time at uh, their respective colleges and universities and have senior level players play for the USA basketball team. But that was very, very early when you didn't know what to expect with Greg Popovich being the head coach now. And also, and then just reeled off game after game. They they kept getting better and better and better. And they get into the medal round and they win the quarterfinal game. They win the semifinal game and they get the revenge against France who beat them in the preliminary and they win gold. So I think that was my number three item for this year, guys. What do you, uh, do you agree? Do you disagree? I mean, what do you remember from that Olympic game, for, especially for USA basketball? Yeah, here's what I'd say about this, and hopefully I'm not ruining something else on your list. Uh, a quick follow-up. Is that the only Olympic story you have in your top five? Yes. Okay, so I will disagree with this take, and here's why. Okay. Uh, you did a lot of good stuff there talking about the history of USA basketball and Coach Popovich and getting them back in detention and everything else. That's right. I know where I was when I was watching that game. I was in Wildwood, New Jersey for a bachelor party. Now, look, the bachelor party, we're at a bar. It's a huge concert. It's a summer. It's August. We're having a great time. Now, 
Mm-hmm. We were just kind of going back and forth into the bar from inside to outside. And it was up on a TV, but there weren't, and this is why it's not as high for me. There weren't fans like decked out in USA gear. Like you might see for the world cup going wild for team USA basketball. Maybe right. I was just at the wrong bar, but what's happened with team USA basketball is the expectations are so stupid high. There's nothing USA basketball can do for people to be happy about it besides win the gold medal. Like you mentioned them losing. Some right. people are going to look back and say, well, you won the gold medal, but you lost. That's not good enough. What about the dream team? What about 96? What? The expectations are so stupid high that unfortunately <laughs> that that's what people consider basketball. It's like they are expected not only to win every game, but they're expected to blow teams out. Like they're playing with bird and Jordan and magic and everybody. That's just not what it is anymore. If we went no, with the best, high school, be, right, because the world, the world, the, especially European teams have caught up with us. Uh, it's, it scared me for a bit, but, you know, we, I mean, obviously we're going to win the gold. I mean, the expectation, yes, is to win gold every single time and to blow teams out. I mean, we'll blow teams out from, from the African nations or the Asian nations. Europe, we might have some struggles because of their fundamentals and they're just fundamentally more sound than United, than the United States. I mean, I fully admit it, but, but I mean, the, especially the European nations have caught up with us and that, that was kind of demonstrated and kind of gave USA basketball, the men's basketball team a scare when France, France of all nations, France <laughs> wins that prelim in the preliminary round, beats us in the preliminary round. And we had our struggles beforehand. We, I think we lost to Nigeria, if I can't remember correctly, in the in the uh, game in the some of the exhibition games leading up to the Olympics. We got some we had some scares from other teams. So, so I think I think it's it's significant because it's I wouldn't say it's much of a redemption story, but the expectation is so high. That when we see our guys lose, it kind of shocks us to our core a little bit. And we kind of, I was hoping they'd do kind of a 180 and get back to just solid basketball. And they wound up doing that and they went up on the gold medal. I thought it was pretty significant. I mean, I know you kind of disagree with that, but that, that was just, it just kind of stuck up in my mind a little bit. They said, yeah, we had struggles, but we still wound up winning the gold anyway. Yeah. So, two things to that. One, this is probably for another podcast that is hot. Take them out the Bernie with here in the winter months. The 0-4 upset of Argentina over the USA in the semifinals is a bigger upset mm-hmm. than the 1980 Miracle on Ice. And that might be that hot of a take. Might need a whole other podcast for it. But trust me when I say that. To 0-4 upset of Team USA going down is bigger than the Miracle on Ice. That's a tease for another podcast. But but, but we but we ahead. won Miracle on Ice. We did. What I'm saying is that Russia... Th- are, you thinking 70, are you thinking 72? No, 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 no. I'm talking the okay. USA beating Russia is not a bigger upset than Argentina beating the USA in basketball. This will be another podcast. Okay, good. yeah. <laughs> that could be a whole different podcast. But uh, the reason I disagreed with that take is I don't even think that's the biggest story from the United States of America and the Olympics. I would put Simone Biles here at three. Simone okay. Biles withdrawing from the gymnastic field competition and everything else that happened. Look, for you and I who are more fans of traditional sports and more team sports here in the USA and maybe year to year, month to month, are more focused on team sports than individuals. Gymnastics Mm -hmm. is not going to be leading your podcast in the first week of January. However, on a wide base of maybe female sports fans who don't watch or their favorite event is the Olympics. My niece is one of those. My niece is one of those people. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. (laughs) She's a gymnast. Yes, it's it's about the storylines. It's about the triumph, all the underdogs, all that stuff. That's what makes the Olympics cool. What happened with Simone Biles, I have nothing to compare to in my lifetime as a fan. Nothing Mm -hmm. to, to that level of 
before that, she's coming out calling herself the GOAT. She's got the GOAT sticker stitched on. She's the greatest gymnast of all time. And she didn't get beat. She just didn't do it. And again, that's mm. probably a whole different take of mental health and how it affected her and the legacy of what that may leave for athletes. But Simone Biles withdrawing for the Olympics, not because of a hurt knee or a bum ankle, but because she mentally said she couldn't do it, is a bigger story for me there at three. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you saw, I, I, maybe I kind of saw it in passing. I'll have to look it up in the, after we're done recording. But I think back in October or November, she said that, she said, looking back in hindsight, she said, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have competed in the 2020 games because I, I was just such a, such a, I think part of it had to do with some of, a lot of the, you know, and this is, you know, I, I'm, I think part of it just had to do with the, she was so stretched, she stretched herself too thin because of all, she had a lot of commercial endorsements. She had a lot of, I mean, she was a gold medalist twice in was 2012 and 2016. Yep. And all this expectation upon her just, yeah, it just came upon her. It just came upon her at the wrong time. And she said, I got to do this. I got to do this. And all of a sudden she just said, I, I can't, I can't. And by the way, space between your ears on Godzilla media podcast now available. There you go. Speaking of mental health and sports. <laughs> there you go. Shout out to Brian Katie. Yeah. All right, so number four, my number four item for top uh, national sports stories in 2021, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning repeating a Stanley Cup champion. Now, I know, guys, you're, you're you're a big hockey fan. You know, I, I know you bleed. You bleed cracking green right now. Uh, <laughs> but for me, for, for that was, I mean, I'm a hockey guy too. Uh, but I, I think Tampa Bay winning two, you know, it, it's tough to repeat. It's tough to repeat, and Tim Bay won the Stanley Cup in 2020 during the, you know, they had the that long break from March to August, and then they had to compete again, and then in the, the really shortened season starting in January 2021, and it goes, and this season also goes into the summer. Uh, it's it's as I said, it's, it's tough to repeat as champions, but to do it two years in a row in a pandemic era, that's I think that's pretty significant. So I want to get your take on, on this, guys. What what did you do? Did, did you were you following the Stanley Cup playoffs during this uh, pandemic season? Were you following the season? Were you following the playoffs? I mean, Stanley Cup playoffs is going to be is one of the best tournaments around. Period. I think, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. But I know, guys, you you you're a big you're a big puck fan. What's your take on the? Uh, what, what, do you, do you agree with where I put this uh, sports item here? Or I mean. What's your take on the uh, hockey playoffs? What's your, uh, what's your, I, what's your deal? I like this, man. I like this pick here because of what you said about how difficult it is to repeat. And when you start comparing teams who won championships in mm-hmm. 2020 to the teams who won in 2021, fans who are critics of the 2020 champions are going to always put an asterisk next to it. It was a short season. It was a different playoff mm-hmm. format. There were no fans. All that right. stuff sitting there over their head. Okay, go prove it again. Go do it again. Mm-hmm. The Lightning did it. Yep. And why I like yep. the Lightning, too, is because growing up in Syracuse, some of my buddies, when I was home for break or home for a weekend or something like that, they'd be like, hey, uh, you want to go see the Lightning? What do you mean, Lightning? Oh, I mean the future Lightning, the Syracuse Crunch. Mm-hmm. Because having the affiliate there is pretty cool. Like Syracuse Crunch had some really good teams that were going for a Calder Cup. They didn't win one at the AHL level. But knowing mm-hmm. some of those players who came over and some of the co- – I believe the coach as well was the former Syracuse Crunch guy, John Cooper, right? John yeah, Cooper, those yeah. connections there. Yeah, so – it was cool rooting for the Lightning again because I knew some of those players uh, just as a fan, not in a media sense. Just going to the games, enjoying cheap beer, and having a good time on a weekend with your buddies. So, yeah, I like this Lightning pick here, especially what it means. And 
Also, didn't they beat a Canadian team in the Stanley Cup when you've got America versus they Canada? They did beat the Montreal right? Canadiens. Yeah, yes, right. they did. Who, who actually had a pretty good run of their own leading up to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, that was a pretty that's a pretty significant story too. I mean, Tim Bay winning the Stanley Cup was a really significant story, but the, I think 4A would be the Montreal Canadiens. I would say I would kind of say miraculous Stanley Cup run because they came back they came back from 3-1 down versus Toronto. They sweep Winnipeg. They beat a very, very good Vegas Golden Knights team. They got run over in the Stanley Cup final, but I think I think that that four A was was Montreal going all the way to the Stanley Cup final when absolutely absolutely nobody expected them to even come out of the Canadian the sorry the Scotiabank Canadian uh, North Division as it was known <laughs> for the twenty twenty one season, uh, but. No, it's. I just thought it was a, it was a captivating story that the playoffs were entertaining. It was. Uh, it was fun to see fans in the stands for this for Game Five. Andres Vasilevsky stamped his stamped as himself as the best, as the best goaltender in the league. Victor Hedman, best defenseman in the league. Uh, Tim Bay, solid team all around. I like it. No doubt. Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing more to add to this Lightning team except maybe they can do a third time in 2022. Oh, they struggled. They came out of the gate struggling, but they've yeah. uh, they've they're coming back in the in the Atlantic Division. So we'll see what happens there. All right. So my number five national news story of the year, significant national news story of the year, was actually the, the kind of going into our next topic with the. Uh, top five capital region stories of 2021. That was the death of Hank Aaron. And we'll get into the reason why it's kind of leading into it in just a moment or two. But Hank Aaron was such a, was such a, a huge figure, not just in baseball, but also in sport all around. Just a classy guy to many. He's still the legitimate home run record, <laughs> home run record uh, holder uh, because of Barry Bonds and his, his stuff. Uh, but I think his death just, it, it, it kind of shook the Atlanta Braves team in a way to go all the way to the world series and, and win it for him. But culturally it was, such a, it was such a huge loss too. So guys, what, what's your take? What's your, uh, Hank, what's your uh, thoughts about the death of Hank Aaron? Interesting the, the, the here. Yeah. Story. Yeah. A baseball icon, no doubt the legacy that he left that hopefully younger fans appreciated the type of athlete and the career he had. When you talk about some of the most truly influential and greatest baseball players of all time, Hank Aaron's in that discussion. Hank Aaron mm-hmm. will be talked about for that legacy that he left. There's no doubt. Uh, at number five, like with no disrespect to Hammer and Hank, I didn't know what number five potentially could be you mentioned the Braves mm-hmm. could another championship team sneak here at number five would have been in Atlanta would it have been the Milwaukee Bucks potentially even though they win in 2021 2020 is the Lakers you know that little back and forth what 2022 mm-hmm. is going to look like yeah uh, Tiger Woods's car accident one of the great athletes that of all was time. that was that was actually Tiger Woods's accident was near the top what near near that my top five Milwaukee was actually kind of in my top five it was, it was also near my top five too so I'm and trying you know, to I was trying to remember any kind of other news stories that were significant, but just kind of forgotten on the wayside too. So. The explosion of sports gambling, mobile betting, maybe potentially. Now, maybe that's potentially not, 2021 could do the same thing in 2022 and 2020. Maybe that's already mm-hmm. had its moment. 
but 2020 was still clouded by COVID, then maybe it sneaks here to number five for the legacy that it leaves for the future. Uh, NIL, now that college athletes can get yep. paid, maybe that yep. was snuck in at number five. So there's a lot of different things that it could mm-hmm. potentially been on this. Now my brain is churning a little bit. You know what, <laughs> Ryan, I'm, if you don't mind, I want to give my top five right now because now you got a bunch yeah. of ideas in my head. Okay, let's I go. Agree, let's I go. agree with one. Because if I'm going to nitpick your list, I better have my own list, right? Isn't that how it works? Yeah, let's let's go. Let's go. COVID number one, fans returning. Mm -hmm. I like that as number one. Uh, Number two, Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl. I think that's good Mm -hmm. at number two. I'm going to flip the Olympic thing. I'll put Simone Biles over Team USA at three. Okay. I'm going to put college athletes name, likeness, and image just because I've been on that train for so long. I feel like mm-hmm. now I have to cash in for an end of the year list. That is number four for me on my list. And number five, I'll stick with the Lightning. I think the Lightning okay. is the most interesting championship team of the four major professional sports that happens. So I'd stick with the Lightning at five. Okay. All right. So those are our top five national news stories for the 2021 year uh, we're kind of doing a year in review here on no credentials required we're gonna get to the top five capital region albany based sto- sports stories in 2021 in just a moment but before i do that we're gonna talk about our friends another one of our friends at godzilla media and that would be johnstone supply the final few months of 2021 are here well let's just say the final few days of 2021 are here and that means the holidays are well they're here uh, make sure your home is safe and warm this season thanks to johnstone supply in troy the goodman furnaces are now in stock goodman furnaces are not only made in america but they're also the perfect blend of efficiency and dependability for wherever you may live don't forget to clean out your air filters before your friends and family visit this season if they're already here you can still do it find out ways to purify the air in your home and to adjust your air filters I'm sorry to adjust your your air filters before the big holiday events by connecting with Johnstone Supply in Troy, New York. Visit them on 6th Avenue in Troy from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. or call them at 518-272-5922. Whether it's George, Tom, Kev, or James, the crew there will offer you the best recommendations for this season. Call them today to get their advice on how to prepare your home for the snow and to change your boilers or furnace. Give Johnstone Supply a call in Troy at 518-272-5922. 5922, or leave them a comment on their Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Johnstone Supply Troy NY. And Ryan, let me add on to that. I want to give love to our guy, Jared Lozier, over at Northeastern Insurance. He is our guy helping you getting all those important things done for 2022, right? You're looking through the finances, you're trying to find out exactly the ways in which you can save money next year. And maybe you've been paying way too much for the things that are important to you. Talking about insurance for your business, your home, your car. Have you actually ever sat down and thought, maybe I can save some cash here? Maybe this is the right way to do it? Now's the time to talk to our guy, Jared Lozier at Northeastern Insurance, where he's going to shop the market for you. Email him today, J-A-R-E-D-L at N-E-Mail.com. Again, his email, J-A-R-E-D-L at nemail.com for your chance to find out about all the great things that you can save on for 2022. It's right there. It's simple. It's easy. And now you've got the number. 
518-346-2886. Ask for our guy, Jared. He will help you for 2022. All right, guys. Let's go to our top five. Well, my pick for top five sports stories in 2021. And number one, so I'm going in and going in descending order, not ascending order. So number one, uh, local boys do good. Uh, two local Shenandoah High School graduates, which is my alma mater, by the way, uh, for for high school. Ian Anderson helps the Braves win their first World Series since 1995. And Kevin Herter, he helps the Hawks advance to the NBA Eastern Conference Finals. So we got two Shen grads who actually coincidentally also graduated the same year in high school. Going to the pros, Ian Anderson kind of plied his trade throughout the, the Braves minor league system. Kevin Herter did a year at Maryland, declares for the draft, and now he's uh, was it was, he, was his nickname Red Velvet? That's right. Yeah, Red Velvet. Okay, I got, I got it, I got it. The first try. <laughs> two two local Shen grads doing some good things for, for their teams in Atlanta. So guys, that's my number one. That's my number one news item for. Uh, capital region for 2021 you and i have had this conversation a bunch here on no credentials required on other podcasts just hanging out having beers together and food yep this is why i love no credentials required because there are certain (laughs) things that are going to happen in this podcast that you cannot find anywhere else in upstate new york think about what you just did there in number one for upstate new york Mm -hmm. if you were hosting a podcast in buffalo it's always going to be either the bills or the sabers storyline at number one Yep. If you're doing something in Syracuse, it's either going to be the Syracuse Orange football or basketball team that's going to be number one. Or lacrosse. Same, or lacrosse, happen. sure. Or Lax maybe yep. sneaks in there, too. If you're mm-hmm. doing one in the city, you know the teams. I don't have to go through them. Like, you see what's yeah. happening here. You get it. From Utica, the Utica Comets, the Pioneers, you get it. Specific cities in upstate New York will always have a sports team be the number one headline, whether it be a championship, mm-hmm. an injury, a performance, a firing, a hiring. It's always going to be a team. This is yep. why Albany is different because the yeah. athlete that comes from the town is number one. I have no pushback because that has been the most talked mm-hmm. about storyline across the Capital region. The success of Ian Anderson and where his career is going and winning a world series to Kevin Herter playing in the conference finals and having that huge game against the Sixers and the elimination game against Philly and the Ben Simmons, all that. That was mm-hmm. Albany on the map. That was Shen on the map. No pushback for number one. And it's a very cool capital region number one story that's very unique to the market. Yeah. And th- those those two guys doing so well. And just again, you like you said, putting putting Shenandoah High School on the map, putting Capital Region on the map. That was the reason why I wanted them that that new story at number one. Because you know, people will say, Oh, Albany, New York. What 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 good things have come from Albany, New York? Well, I can name two things. <laughs> Ian Anderson. I'm Kevin Herter. Those I can name things four things: Ryan McCarthy and Gaz. Ah, there we go. Well, as long as, long as well, thank you for putting me at number three. <laughs> <laughs> but this is so cool. I mean, I mean, it, it, I think the, the success of those two guys, I think that inspires a lot of different athletes in this area. Say, hey, if they can do it, if they can, if Ian Anderson can be not only a a top two pick in the baseball draft in 2017 and go all the way to the world series and win a world series. And his, I, I think it was only his second. This is only his first, I think this is only his first full. This is his first full year this year. I remember it's a little correctly. technical there because you know, he's yeah, he's sort of eligible for awards, <laughs> but not, yeah. Calendar not really. years, whatever. Right. Yeah. And then Kevin Herter uh, plying his trade as, as a basketball player, 
spent only a year, went to Maryland ACC school, comes out a year later, declares for the draft, and now he's having success in Atlanta with the Hawks. That's inspiring to young athletes. That's and inspiring also, to 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 kids, little kids playing either football, any any kind of sport. It's just it's really inspiring to see and just say, hey, if I work hard, if I keep the faith, you know, say my prayers, <laughs> eat my vitamins, you know, I'm gonna do all those. I can do it. I can do. I can do that too. They can do it. I can do it too. Yeah, and also let's add to Kevin Herter. He also signed a contract this year too. Nice was it fifty yes. plus million dollars, but even behind <laughs> sixty million. He decided not to test free agency. The great quote from Kevin Herter. I don't want to wait to get my money. Where I grew up, a million dollars is a lot of money. So I'll just yeah. take my money, please. I don't need to test any. I'll just take that. You just offer me whatever. I forget that off the top of my head. I think it's 60 million or something. Yeah, he's going to take his money. He, he, he's, he's, uh, he's, it's, uh, Jenny Slate's character from, uh, Parks and Recreation. Money, please. Yeah, money, please. Money, please. Money, please. <laughs> and he not, up is that, that Mona Lisa? Yeah, it's Mona Lisa. It's uh, John Ralphio's sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Ralphio's sister. Yeah. Yeah. But he also, well, also Kevin Herter opened that uh, that recreation center in Half Moon too. So that's I haven't been there yet, and but it looks pretty cool. Sort of like Dent Left Shrimp in Parks and Rec, right? Did I just get that reference mixed? <laughs> no, you got it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Big D, hit me, hit me. <laughs> All right. So my number two news item in the top five Capital Region sports stories of 2021: the Albany Empire returns. And they win the National Arena League Championship. They go, uh, they they finish first overall in the National Arena League this year. Go to the playoffs. They smoke Carolina. Got a little nervous for Columbus because Columbus played tough, but they wound up pulling away in the second half. And guys, as the color commentator for the Albany Empire broadcast on YouTube. Was it a huge thing for the Empire to return? I, I know we kind of got delayed with, because of COVID, we got delayed. They, they were kind of delayed with uh, getting the NAL season together. Rob Keefe was hired as head coach a few days before, actually probably about six weeks before the season starts. He he leaves for Iowa. He's now at the, he's now at the NFL with the uh, coaching diversity program with the Chicago Bears. Les Moss leaves to take the job in Iowa. And the organization was scrambling for a coach. A few weeks later, Tom Manas is hired. He brings in player after player after player. Some some players you remember from the Albany Empire football team that was here with the original iteration of the Arena Football League. Tommy Grady was here. Malachi Jones comes back. Darius Prince signs with the team, which I thought was just, which I thought would never ever happen, but as a member of the Philly soul, but to see him in an empire uniform, it was kind of weird at first, but, but then you, you saw how, how great of an athlete he was. Malachi Jones returns to the team. Then Mo Ruffins returns to the team. You got all the Joe Sykes returns as a coach. You see all these familiar guys come back to the empire and they wound up winning the championship in their first year in the national arena league. So uh, to, to you guys, how significant of the, of, of a, news item is this for the capital region in 2021 i was very fortunate like you mentioned to be a part of that broadcast team this season shout out to our guy jeff levac my partner the president of the empire for asking me to be a part of that broadcast team this year the president really cool yeah uh, <laughs> shout out to my co my uh, co-broadcaster there andrew santillo he had a prior commitment way before the empire were even kicking off on that weekend so i was fortunate enough mm -hmm. to call that championship game as the play-by-play -play voice for the NAL alongside Joey Haas. So, so shout out to Joey as well, who was my color guy mm -hmm. for that game. 
Yeah, all that stuff that you just mentioned, tremendous. The athletes that Capital Region sports fans were familiar with, for the area itself to get fans back in the Times Union Center to celebrate a championship, incredible. What this yeah. area needed to call themselves champions and everything else that comes with that, the T-shirts, the fun, the celebration, such a great thing here for Albany. Now, with all that being said, and being an employee mm-hmm. of the Albany Empire and getting the <laughs> championship, great, right? Like, I'm not trying to undercut or undersell the achievements of the team. Personally, I would put that at three. Now, there's a okay. chance you've got this story at three, and I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but maybe not. So I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just kind of sliding into my chair one hosting role here. But okay, okay, here's what I would have at two. I would have Will Brown leaving, exiting, firing, whatever you want to call it. Did you have that at three? That was at three. Okay, so go like ahead. Th- no, no, you're three. going to set up for that because I have, I have, All right. I have a little difference of why I would slow off those two. So I'll get out of your way and then do my take on that. Okay. All right. So Albany Empire, very good thing. Okay, we're coming back with the NAL championship. Number three, as guys kind of alluded to it, I had Will Brown, who was a longtime coach of the U Albany Great Danes basketball team, took, took them to a couple of NCAA tournaments, leaving the Albany Great Danes, st- stepping down from his position as head coach of the men's basketball team. Now, I, I'm you're. I guess you would say you're a lot closer to the to the U Albany team or Will Brown than than I am, as you're uh, uh, being in your years of radio. I mean, that was a pretty big news story here because because of all the success that Will Brown had. So, guys, I'm gonna let you take the reins on this one. I had it number three. You had you had your this is number two in your in your uh, in your top five news items. Now, what's uh, how much of an impact does it have on U Albany going forward and if I remember correctly, Will Brown is now the t- the Albany Patroons head coach. That's correct. Coach Brown's now okay. Patroons. He's got an amazing staff there, poised to have a really good season coming up. So really cool that he's still staying local and doing yeah. the things in this area. So the reason I would have flipped those two things is because Coach Brown has had success for two decades plus. The NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. again, it's kind of stepping outside of the Capital Region. If people think about the Capital Region, they may still have more name recognition for you, Albany basketball and the Albany Empire. That's just what mm-hmm. it is. Like, whether it's Peter Hooley shot, whether it's the almost upset against UConn in 06, yep. people may be more familiar with you, Albany basketball and the Albany Empire football team. That's no disrespect to what the Empire have achieved, but just name recognition and branding. You, Albany Great Danes have been around a little bit longer than the franchise. That's it. Okay, we're not talking about yeah. the Firebirds. We're Firebirds. We're talking about the Empire. So mm-hmm. that's why I would put them at two. Now, okay. another huge reason for this is that if you and I do this again next year in December of 2022, I mm-hmm. know that if the Empire do it again, if the Empire can win another championship in the NAL, more fans will be in the arena. It'll be a bigger celebration. It'll feel mm-hmm. different. There's something about, even though COVID was at a weird spot in August of 2021, yeah, it wasn't like the Albany Empire celebration in 2019 because the Albany Empire was dealing with different things in 2021 than they dealt with in 2019. That's as simple as that. The transition, mm-hmm. people not feeling safe yet, people needing to get vaccinated. There was a lot of stuff behind the scenes that had nothing to do with the Empire's uh, executives that they had to deal with that 2019 didn't have to deal with. So mm-hmm. instead, I feel like if the Empire do it again in 2022, it will be a bigger story than you Albany basketball because I don't think you Albany basketball is being very good this year. You always got to go through mm-hmm. nine transfers in a mid-major program. That's unbelievable. Like nobody, nobody does yeah. nine transfers 
with a coach that, if you look at it, might have gotten fired at Marquette because uh, the, the coach there, Steve Wojciechowski, I believe it was, he got mm-hmm. canned, but Dwayne Killings got hired. There's Killings Lee, as I like to put the British accent on it. Sometimes Levesque likes my Killings, Dwayne Killings. <laughs> was hired, even though he probably would have been fired as an assistant. It makes to this day. Someone's got to explain that to me. Uh, so, yeah, that's why I'd flip it. And also, one other thing, Ryan McCarthy, I'm giving you an exclusive here on No Credentials Acquired. Ooh. I, it's my biggest regret in 2021. I was told that Dwayne Killings was going to be the UAlbany basketball coach before anybody in the Capital Region. I had that scoop. I had oh. And I thought to myself, you know, Godzilla Media is kind of in the opening phases. I'm two months away here. Like, if mm-hmm. I just kind of scoop it, is that the right? You know, not not right now. Not this isn't my. Yeah. And then I'm telling you, like within 12 hours, I think Roger Wan was the first to have it. I'm like, you got scooped by Wyland. I had it. <laughs> I, if I get that same source to tell me a story again this time, I will 100% be tweeting it. But that's my that's my confession of 2021. I'm not trying to say like. Oh, I had it first. I would have beat him to the video. I'm just telling you, like, I regret <laughs> not, right, I regret not posting that because I had that story right. I just was too slow to the trigger. Well, hopefully next year we'll have a big news item and we'll be able to break <laughs> it first next year. Yeah, let's go. All right. So number f- four, I have, and this is my this is my news item. I kind of alluded to it last week on the drop-in. The Tri-City Valley Cats moving to independent baseball, and now they're suing Major League Baseball. Now, I kind of want to backtrack. We're going to backtrack. We're going to do a rewind here uh, back to December 2020 when Major League Baseball announced that they would disconnect. They would, they would they basically, I wouldn't say, I would say, I guess you would say cancel the New York Penn League, the Pioneer League, and the Appalachian League, uh, short A baseball, rookie baseball, uh, in favor of a more, I guess you'd say centralized system. So that kind of left the Valley Cats scrambling to find a league to play in. So they had no affiliation with the major league team. They decided to join an independent league. They joined the Pioneer League, which became an independent league. Uh, some of the teams from the New York Penn League actually went, were affiliated work gained a, a re- affiliation again i think the hudson valley renegades became the single a team for the new york yankees but but right now the but the tri-city valley cats they become independent and as of last week they joined four other teams in a move to sue major league baseball now i don't know if it's for i don't know if it's because they want to regain affiliation or they're just looking for damages from losing affiliation but I think the Valley Cats, the, the fact that the Valley Cats stayed around, they survived. They had, but they had, even though they had fifty percent capacity for games at Joe Bruno Stadium, I think the fact that they at least tried to stay, to to stay they uh, to, to to stay open basically and sign independent players, uh, guys who maybe try to get a crack at the major leagues or ex major league baseball players. I think the fact that they tried to at least try to to get the season out. And stay relevant in the area is is a pretty big deal, uh, guys. So, what's your? I don't know what your reaction is to uh, to my new story, but my my top five new story. But if would you put that new story here, or would you have another new story in the capital region for twenty twenty one? 
So the Valley Cats losing that affiliate is a massive deal. They have done their absolute best to continue to put out a product, like you mentioned, with professional players and hooking up with an independent league. And they have such a following, especially with the younger fans, where the younger fans may not know the difference. Like, they don't know the difference between independent baseball, single A, double. They just don't. They're just there to have a good time, have a hot dog, hang out with their dad or their grandpa or their whatever. Like, they're just there to yeah. watch baseball. I get that. And then from the promotion side and everything, they do a really good job. Yeah, I would go as far as this. I moved out to Albany in April of 2015. I've lived in upstate New York. I've worked, studied, media member. Upstate New York has been my thing. Mm-hmm. I would say here in Albany the last six years, this is, and this isn't a shot to you, like this is not a Ryan McCarthy dig. This is a, in this area, the worst reported on sports story in the last six years. It has been. Like hmm. the lack of coverage that this has gotten makes zero sense to me. So here's some questions that I would just off the top of my head ask. Okay. So mm-hmm. Albany is a, is a market size. Let's stack them up to every other market that lost their affiliate. I'm willing to bet they're in the top five market size wise. If you can buy uh, Schenectady, yeah. Troy, and Albany, I would be mm-hmm. willing to bet they're in the top five. And just not knowing it off the top of my head right now, I'm willing to bet they might be the number one market size of any of the affiliates who lost. Any of them. So Fair. you're telling me a top 60 market in the country could not even field the single-A baseball team. Why? So, like, who was not defending the Valley Cats? So, I'll use the Syracuse Mets for an example because I'm a little familiar with them. Okay. So, the Syracuse mm-hmm. Mets have horrible attendance. I worked as a studio host for the Mets. They have terrible attendance. They've had terrible attendance for 15 years. But somehow, then Governor Cuomo made a deal with the Syracuse Mets, then the Syracuse Chiefs, that they were going to be a Mets affiliate. They were going to be the go-to spot. They were going to – okay, out loud, that doesn't make sense. Because Albany is closer to New York City than Syracuse. Why the hell would you go to Syracuse Mm -hmm. two hours longer when you've got Albany in your backyard? So who was not championing the capital region? Was it the ownership? Was it politicians? Was it Major League Baseball? Why was there not a voice helping Albany? Who was the person who was missing here? Like, let's go back to hockey. The Utica Comets get an AHL team. Like the, the comments didn't work their way up from the ECHL and up and up and up. And they went to AAA, whatever, you know, for non-hockey fans. They didn't work their way up. Rob mm. Ash got the team to the AHL immediately. Then they lost their affiliate, but they were so quick to get the Devils to Utica. Like, right? right. Like, right. So like Albany loses the affiliate to Binghamton. Binghamton goes to Utica. Utica never even thinks about losing it. So you're telling me that Syracuse yeah. is able to hold on to their affiliate. Utica's able to hold on to their affiliate. Rochester's never budged for years off the Orioles and now the Twins. So no, all these and, up- and, now, and also with this, also with the Sabers and you know, speaking of AHL, they had, they actually lost the Sabers affiliation for a bit. They went to Florida, but then they came back. So, right, think about that for a second, right? Like you and I just just shooting it, right? Right? Like I don't know who didn't talk to Major League Baseball. I didn't know how long this was in the. These are questions that should have been asked. Like, okay. Yeah. Were the Valley Cats in trouble six months ago, a year and a half ago? Who didn't make the move? Why didn't they make the move? Uh, why did Albany get knocked out? Who could have helped? Why didn't they help? Why? Like these are maybe I didn't do a good enough job following the story. Maybe you've got some answers that I don't. But in six mm-hmm. years on a market that big, losing a single eight team, who helped? How did it happen? Right. So that, that's where I sit with the Valley Cats. Yeah, I I think that I think ownership tried to do their best to. Especially GM Rick Murphy, he tried to. They try to do their best to, to try to convince Major League Baseball to keep 
single A short season, the New York Penn League, because New York Penn League's been around for so long. I don't know what didn't work if they didn't have the right political connections. They didn't have the right connections to uh, someone in Major League Baseball. You know, the boys really hit. I, I really don't have any answers for you. I, I hope with this, with that, if this goes to if this goes to trial, both in federal and in state court, we get some sort of answer as to why why the Valley Cats didn't keep any affiliation. Same with the Staten Island Yankees and the, the Norfolk Sea Unicorns and the, <laughs> the other team, the Volcanoes in Salem, um, Washington. But you know, it's just a weird story. It's, it, it, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that they're they're thriving and surviving. And it looks like they're going to go forward this year back in independent baseball. But I'd be curious to see how this, how this is going to play out, whether they get whether, uh, but but what happened? But here's the thing too: what happens if a major league baseball team comes around again and says, "Hey, you know, we're from the, we're we're a single A affiliate from, I don't know, Montreal, Mont, Mont, Montreal slash Tampa, the Tampa Bay yeah. X X Rays." Uh, <laughs> what what if an affiliation comes around? Are they going just going to say bye bye to the Pioneer League and go to a single A or affiliate or a rookie league? I'm kind of curious to see what happens after this when this trial comes around. What they're gonna and, what they're gonna get, and that's what I don't get either about it too. So, like, if you're going for money, just go for money. Obviously, you're in a legal battle right now. You're not gonna talk about what the overall goal is, but if mm-hmm. it's money, it's money. But if you win your lawsuit, what are you getting? Like, are you gonna say, "Hey, by yeah. the way, if you ever get another affiliate, you have to put us number one on the list." Hey, if you get that in the lawsuit, awesome. Like, that's really cool. That's what it goes back to. We said a few minutes ago about somebody mm-hmm. somebody battling for the city. If you're just getting paid, haven't you just guaranteed yourself never get an affiliate again? Because when they go through right. Major League Baseball's list of cities who got we'll call it, it was just contracted for the term, right? Hey, mm-hmm. these cities got contracted back in 2020, 2021. Oh, let's not pick these four. They sued us. Remember? Like right. we don't want them again. So right, Major League. I mean, Rob, Rob Manfred holding a grudge would be. Yeah, I wouldn't be. Wouldn't shock me. No, and they don't have to. Like they don't have to pick those four cities. So that's why. I feel like it's been so underreported. I don't know if it's because there's not a Valley Cats beat writer or so many people are doing so many different jobs here locally. I want more details about what went down. Somebody give me a Ryan McCarthy. Now the pressure's on you. I want a full oral history <laughs> of what happened because I've got nothing about that this year that needed to be covered. I will have to dig into it. Maybe it'll be maybe it'll be an oral history yeah. episode of the, of the of uh, baseball in the area coming. You know, I love those. I love those. Yeah, and maybe next month. I mean, I'll I'll sneak the sneak preview. Just for 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 January into February, maybe into February, I'll do an oral history of professional hockey in the capital district. This will be will be a fun oral history. Try to make it an abridged oral history, like I did with the Albany with the arena football. But it'll be uh, it'll be fun. I like doing those episodes, doing those deep dives. All right, so guys, here's my final news story, noteworthy news item in the capital region for 2020. And that would be. And you might disagree with me with the, on this. I got I've 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 heard your takes on this, but the National Lacrosse League returning to Albany, the Albany Firewolves, uh, unveiled their name in April, and then eight month late long months later, they finally come back to the Capital Region. They played their first home game last Saturday against Rochester. The Nighthawks uh, had the brakes beaten off them, but uh, there was some there was a pretty fun thing that happened during the game in the fourth quarter. Uh, that put all the Albany Firewolves on the map with the uh, goalie fight, but we won't get, we won't get to that. I know your take on it will 
if you want to listen to Gaz's take on it, go listen to Gaz on the go from last week. It's a uh, interesting take. And don't forget also the Levac and Gaz, uh, the, uh, the, on the, on Godzilla media's YouTube channel live last week, last Sunday, they also talked about the debut of the uh, Albany firewolves too, uh, with the goalie fight. And also with the media coverage being kind of interesting. Let's put it that way. But, Oh, hey, no, wait a second. Hang on. You've teased it so well. Yeah. I, I, my gut wants me to just get the clicks off this. I so badly want to do this and just get the clicks. But do it. Do I, it. I, do it. I want to have a conversation with you about this because we're so different. Yes. On this. By the way, I don't disagree with number five. I think okay. this is perfect. The only awesome. other things I could consider were, look, you could put a high school story here, but that's not very unique to the capital region. Any city in America can have a high school state right. champion. So I kind of right. stay away from the high school stuff. We could have mm-hmm. done Allie Jacks leading Sienna women's basketball, but Coach Jacks has had such bad luck across the board. You mentioned mm-hmm. the Albany Patroons, and I think there's still kind of like a 2022 storyline that could potentially happen. Yep. I don't really have a disagreement here for the top five list besides that two three swap. Let okay. us let's go back to the Albany, as I call them the Albany Fire Fest Wolves. Uh, <laughs> for the fake fight and the fake stuff that's going on, the Fire Fest Wolves. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, no, they are. That was a, I mean, that, that, that was a fake fight, Ryan. It was fake. Like, we all know I it, right? When you, like, your, when you take your gear off, it, it, I mean, when you take your gear off, it's on. You look, you look for the cameras, make sure, make sure everyone's I don't know if they were looking court. for the cameras. I wasn't there. I was quarantined for that game, but um, I wanted to be there. Um, but I watched it on ESPN Plus, and there was a bit, of a bit of a scuffle on the side before the fight happened. I mean, things were getting really, really chippy. Things were pretty chippy throughout the game itself. Uh, but then the goalie's getting a fight, gets all over, gets all over Sports Center, gets all over social media, on the lacrosse Twitter, on lacrosse Twitter, I guess is the thing. Um, I'm trying to get into lacrosse, um, but I don't know. But I mean, but I, I kind of want to go into kind of tease what I what you uh, had talked about during the live show uh, for Love Back and Guys from the Hideaway last week. And that the media coverage, and we talked about this during the our local sports matter episode uh, back in May. I want to say Mayish, Juneish, and that our media doesn't really help. I think I think our media, our, our local media especially, kind of hurts professional college sports in the area. I mean, am I am I am I wrong? <laughs> no, see, like the, the the Albany Capital Region local media is a different style. You know, like the, yeah. I kind of got to this a little bit too, where we have to remember this. It's a great quote by Mike Greenberg. It's one of my favorite quotes of Mike Greenberg ever. He goes, Remember, the media's job, especially sports talk, what we do, our job is to reflect interest, not generate interest. Hmm. Our job as a sports talk opinionist is not to say, Hey, this event is coming. Here's why you should go. Now, smaller markets might get paid to promote things like that. Mm-hmm. Radio people might get paid to promote and tell you all year long with paid sponsors and segments. Hey, I've, and shit. I, hey I've been promoting the firewalls for months. I haven't seen a dime. There you go. <laughs> well, certain forums and certain medias, you can kind of sniff it out really fast. But hey, that, why is that segment there? That doesn't make much sense. So, but <laughs> that's not the job of the local newspaper writer or beat writer or television anchor or anything else. Now, mm-hmm. I know what you're getting at. For those who might be listening on another platform, this might be their first time listening, no credentials required. What we're talking about is that people constantly talk about the attendance and whether or not a team's going to survive. And what are mm-hmm. do you doing? Like, it's it's the lowest hanging fruit. When you put stuff out there of like, well, this team folded two years ago. This one could. Someone's going to read that and be like, why would I go? 
Well, yeah. you know, this team didn't last too long, so good luck. Like, you just feel like the sky is falling, right? Was it Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh? Yeah, right. Eeyore. Oh, it's ring again. Right, guys. Like, what are we doing? And that's, so- and that's what makes me so mad about this area. So maybe so passionate about sports in this area is that I want people to go and, sh- and show up. I want people to go to the games. I want people to support t- teams. I don't care what sport you watch. Go and support it. I mean, with lacrosse, you may have never been to the box lacrosse game before. Go check it out and just see what it's all about. You know, with hockey, same thing. We have a we have a professional sports team in Glens Falls. Go watch them. You, could, you uh, some of these guys could be on the New Jersey Devils someday. Uh, with Albany Albany Empire, we arena football has always been a big draw in this area. Let's be honest. Same with the, with the Valley Cats too. And I'm hoping the Valley Cats get more in attendance this year because of because last year they had COVID restrictions. You can only allow 50 percent capacity at Joe Bruno Stadium. And the same thing in a way with the Albany Empire can have so, only so many people in the arena. Uh, because of county restrictions, but you know, that's why I and go back. If you go back and listen to episode 30 recorded in May, why local sports matter, guys, myself, our friend JD, who is was a podcast with both Belly Up Sports and Godzilla Media called 2DCU, uh, it's about movies, but we talk about why it's important to support your local sports team. And when people, and like you said, guys, when people read about low attendance figures, why we're going to fail again. It's it's back to the old it's back to the 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 smallbany mentality. Like we're the inferior market because we don't have a major sports team sports team. And I think Albany could be the king of niche sports in this area like arena football, independent baseball, lacrosse, minor league baseball. We could be the kings of the niche sport market. If only we weren't seeing so many like nasal gazing, navel gazing headlines or articles from local local media, and it, fr- it, frustra- it frustrates. It just frustrates me. Yeah, and you know what I want to see happen, Ryan. Whether it's you know maybe as soon as this year, maybe five years from now. Over the last five years, the Albany market has had moments where a tide could have changed. Right, like you mm-hmm. Albany lacrosse was in a Final Four. Yep. U Albany football in 2019 went further than any U Albany football team has ever gone to the FCS playoffs. Mm-hmm. So you had the football team have success. You had the lacrosse team have success. Sienna basketball, COVID back-to-back times bumps them. 2020, yeah. they could have played Kansas in March Madness. 2021, they got knocked out by Iona because of how that old thing went through. But they would have had a chance. You've had all these opportunities. And U Albany football against Syracuse this season. Maybe yep. they could have beat the Orange. Like, Albany has had these moments where if they just got over this hump of what you're talking about, the attitude, the reflection, all of a sudden people first across New York and then maybe a little bit further out go, ooh, what's going on in Albany? They got really good lacrosse? Oh, their football Mm -hmm. team's up a new level? Oh, they they, they almost beat Syracuse? Like there are these moments, and I hope that happens here coming up in the future where it's something. It's like, whoa, okay. Like the sports scene's a little bit different in Albany now. Now – we mentioned the NLL. Yeah, I'm not a big lacrosse fan. I don't mind admitting that. There's other sports I grew up with. I know I'm in a hotbed. When I grew up in central New York, it's a hotbed for lacrosse, but that hotbed is spread across the country now. It's not the 1990s anymore. Everybody's spread right. across from Florida to Maryland to Jer- everybody. Colorado. Yeah. Right. So 
my fear for the NLLs is when we are recording this, this is the last week of December. The NLLs just announced the week five games have been all paused because of COVID restrictions. They're all taken off the board. Uh, yeah. The Firewolves are scheduled to go back in action on January 8th. If we're doing 2022 predictions, the Firewolves have a lot more challenges than the Empire did. And I bring that comparison up just because a lot of staff and executives who are part of the 2018 and 2019 Empire who are no longer there, the 2022 Firewolves are yep. facing a winter potentially filled with COVID, year one in a new market, a sport like lacrosse that is very niche or niche or niche, niche, no, whatever way you want to pronounce that word. Niche, niche yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you're also going up against Siena basketball, UAlbany basketball, Union hockey, RBI hockey. You've got basketball and hockey and also high school sports, all mm. this major rivals going on. So right. it's not like in the summer when you had Albany Empire football on the track. That's really it. And the Valley Cats, and Valley Cats baseball. Right. right. But, you know, the Valley Cats, you can go during the week and you go to this on the weekend. Yep. So you can kind of do like your balance of the summer. This is a – Look, it's an uphill battle for the Firewolves, for all those mm -hmm. things, for COVID, for the sport it is, for the winter season. This is going to be a lot harder to have the impact that the Albany Empire had with their team, that some of the college teams we mentioned. I'm nervous in the sense of I don't mm -hmm. know if the popularity of what we just talked about in 2021 is still going to have the same excitement. And Right? The opening day, the opening atmosphere, the first game, that is so important for the future. When yep. you get clotheslined out of the gates – no pun intended, even though the fight broke out. I don't know what game two, game three, or game four is going to look like for the Firewolves, and that's not going to be good for the future. Was well, that too critical of an answer? I hope, you know, we just did no, the whole thing about no. local sports, man. I'm trying to get like an honest, I feel no, like I just kind of undercutted you because we love local sports, <laughs> but I feel bad because that's my honest prediction about I, I'm, it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to play positive Pete over here myself. So I, I get your, I get your, you're knocking me back, back, back down to earth. But no, I mean, I have a lot of hope that, the firewolves can be uh, can be successful in this market and obviously it starts with winning that's why the albany i remember back in the day the albany river rats who came to town they were the uh they were the new jersey devils affiliate first they got right off the oh my gosh what's your camera doing <laughs> uh right Fire off the bat me right there oh geez George was listening, uh, <laughs> but right off the bat, I mean, Albany, the Albany River Rats were successful. They won a Calder Cup within their first three seasons at the what was then the Knickerbocker Arena. Uh, Albany Firework Firebirds, 11, 11 seasons. They only missed the playoffs twice. Albany Empire, the league ending kind of undercut their what was supposed to be their success. I, I remember, and I remember Championship Weekend because I remember going to media media week uh, media day at the, now the times union center now it'll be mvp healthcare arena i can't keep up with all these names guys <laughs> but i remember going to media day at the arena bowl in 2019 talking to eddie brown talking to ron, ron talking to jaws ron jaworski talking to rob keith talking to a bunch of players about the future of the league and they were super optimistic about it albany empire win the arena bowl in front of a sellout crowd then a few months later hammer drops League's over, and I mean, I, I, I the net the NLL has been around for gosh almost over thirty years, so they're an established league in terms of lacrosse. But they've tried this market before, unfortunately, it failed. But not because the product was bad; 
it's just that nobody I don't know if nobody came out. Nobody came out and uh, the, the the attack, they went to the NL championship in their second year and they had a pheno- some phenomenal players, but I don't know. They got some guys from UAL who play, used to play at UAlbany on this team. I think some name recognition would help, but it's an uphill battle. I think because they're they're not winning. They're they're zero and two right now, and I have hope that they'll turn things around. Hopefully, COVID won't this outbreak won't stick around uh, as much, and it will be just it'll, it'll just it'll, eventually it'll just flatten out. Whoever heard that before, but <laughs> but. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I realistically, I'm, I'm optim, I'm realistically optimistic. Yeah, you know, I it. Yes, there's going to be struggles in terms of getting people in the seats. Part of it has to do with the fear of COVID. Part of it has to do with the winter season. Winters can be nasty up here, uh, but I think if they put a good product on the field and they start winning games, I think we'll start to see people come out and say, "Oh." Look at this team. I, I, know, I know Union's, Union's hockey season, RPI's hockey season ends around March. Siena, UAlbany basketball, same thing. It ends around March. So, and, their season, and the NLL season goes into, I think, May or June. So hopefully, if people are looking for something to do on Saturday nights in March, April, May, they'll come out to a Firewolves game and see see what's up. But that's my hope. <laughs> I, I know. I don't think uh, it was wishful thinking, but not no. But those are my thought. Those are my top five local news items for 2021. And we've had a very spirited discussion, especially the last uh, about uh, five, 10 minutes or so about the national (laughs) national lacrosse league. But appreciate Ryan co-hosting this episode with us. And again, if you enjoyed it, no credentials required your spot, download it, subscribe, rate, review a part of the Godzilla media family. We will be back very soon here on Getting There with Goss. It's either this Thursday or next Thursday. We are hoping for everyone's schedule. Look, COVID might throw a big wrench and everything. Follow us on social media. We are hoping for season two to get underway on January 6th. I can guarantee you, you will have a fresh episode on January 13th. Again, at Tom Goss, T-O-M-G-O-Z-Z on Twitter, YouTube. You can find out all the info. Season two, Getting There with Goss, Career Journeys and More is coming this January. Until then, Happy New Year.